0: back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio.
1: Welcome back. How do you feel about the economy and your own family's fortunes? We want to hear from you. The numbers 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. A new poll released by Polaris Strategic Insights suggests that most people believe we are still in a recession. And that despite the fact that we have not been in a technical recession since late 2009. So why is there a discrepancy between the facts and how we feel? And yeah... There is an increase in people who feel that their own prospects are a bit better. And, and, and that's why we want to get the scoop from you. The numbers again, 416 toll-free 1-866-744-740. And right now, we're going to the Executive Vice President of Public Affairs at Polara, Craig Warden. Hi, Craig. Hello, Libby. How are you? Great. Yourself? Fine, Were were you surprised 57% of people believe that we're still in a recession, despite the fact that it's been years?
2: Um, Not too surprised, since we've been seeing this in our annual poll for nine years running now. Um, So we weren't expecting it to flip at this point. uh, But we were sort of heartened to see that, that the numbers come down significantly from last year, 19%, fewer people think we are in a recession this year compared to last.
1: Why do people feel that way? Is it because their own personal finances haven't budged? People don't get big raises or anything like that?
2: I do. I think that's partly it. I also think that uh, the news and and outside events do drive how people view the economy. And the fact is, we are sort of in a low growth era now now. and it's not like the, the good old days during the tech bubble when things were sort of rapidly growing. Everything's very, you know, it's not stagnant, but it's pretty close. So um, for a lot of people, it's hard to sort of get out of that recession mindset and see anything that is that positive or that strong in terms of growth.
1: Uh-huh. And what are the types of news that would, that would influence those feelings? Well, I think
2: there's been a fairly consistent stream throughout 2016 of news of layoffs and, and things of that that sort. Um, and then, of course, 2016 was a year of upheaval and uncertainty with Brexit in uh, the U.K., with the Trump election in the U.S., which, which is you know, bringing in sort of uncertainty but also protectionism. Uh, and raising some uncertainty about our relationship in terms of trade with America. And then even in uh, Europe, you see sort of a turn there as well. Um, so I think there's been a lot of negativity in 2016. What's surprising to us is that the numbers are have become more positive across the board throughout the survey, despite all of that.
1: Well, that's uh, that's interesting. And, and I'd like to uh, throw this question out to our listeners. You know, do you... Were you worried about uh, your fortunes and Canada's as a whole because of Donald Trump? And uh, after Justin Trudeau's visit just on Monday, are you feeling better about things? I mean, generally speaking, he has got high marks about how he handled it. Trump made a statement saying, you know, Canada's not his biggest problems. He said he's going to, quote, tweak the trade agreement, which means maybe not going to try for any massive changes in it. So I'd like to hear from people if if that very, very, very fresh news is affecting how they feel about things going forward. And uh, Craig Warden, do you think those particular news items will uh, affect people?
2: Uh, Well, we were a little bit surprised that they didn't... uh affect the numbers more so and that we didn't see more of a negative result. But what might be happening is that Canadians might be sitting back uh, in their homes and looking at all of the upheaval and uncertainty that's happening to the south and across the Atlantic and thinking, well, we've got it pretty good here, haven't we? And and that might be the explanation for the more positive results that we see here.
1: Can you break down the problem? What exactly are people feeling positive about?
2: Well, when it comes to to the economy, we actually asked about what sort of emotions they're actually feeling. And and that's where we said the the emotion, the most strong emotion that they feel about the economy is worry, anxiety. So 45% of Canadians said they were worried about the economy. And that was followed by pessimism amongst a quarter and another quarter who just felt resigned to the economy being what it is. When we ask them sort of what their emotions are about their own personal financial situation, there we have optimism. Um, You know, 39% say they're optimistic, 36% say they're calm, and 34% say they're confident. So when it comes to their own situation, you know, they're looking out and seeing these these negative news that's going to color their their view of the macro situation, the economy. But for themselves, they're feeling quite good.
1: And uh, what's better, calm or confident? (laughs)
2: Um, well, it's 36 percent who say that they're calm, and 34 percent who say that they're confident. I think they're both good.
1: Okay, they're both good. They're they're kind of different, I guess. Confident means uh, they think that they'll be doing better. That that's the usual question is, you know, are you doing better now than you were five years ago? Mm-hmm. And what do you expect five years from now? Uh, do, did you measure that in any way?
2: We asked people whether they were holding their home holding their own or getting ahead or losing ground. And we found that uh, about half, 50%, say that they're holding their own in terms of their financial situation. And 28%, and that's an increase of four points since last year, say that they're getting ahead. Um, 20% say that they're losing ground. So you see basically Canadians are doing okay. They're not socking away a lot of savings right now, but they are sort of paying the bills, not really falling into debt and they're just holding their own with with you know a decent percentage 28% who say that they're they're getting ahead so they they are Uh, saving some money.
1: Okay, and I'd like to throw that out as well. People do you feel you're getting ahead, holding your own, or actually doing better. Um, I'd like like to hear about that. And, Craig, did you have any kind of breakdown? Was it people in certain sectors that felt they were getting ahead or certain age groups? Uh, Were were there, uh, you know, regional influences of this kind of thing?
2: Uh, Where we saw some of the most notable differences is... Uh, on a regional basis. And that's where we saw that, you know, amongst those who think that the country is in a recession, um, really stood out is Alberta, 82% of Albertans compared to 57% of Canadians writ large. 82% of Albertans think that we're in a recession and 72% of Saskatchewan residents. So if you look across the country and all the other provinces and regions, it's about half or more who think that we're in a recession. But Alberta, clearly the economy has not uh turned around sufficiently there and uh things look quite dire.
1: Well, it's, they they ha- they had the pullback in oil prices and uh the terrible fire. That's right. And what was the number in Ontario? Ontario 56%. I
2: think Fif- we're in a recession. So basically the same almost the same as sort of Canada the uh
1: nationwide. the national average. Yeah. And um when you do these polls, uh, you know what exactly are you looking for in terms of you know measuring the national i don 't know feeling
2: well, we want to make sure that we get a a large sample um, that is statistically reliable and make sure that we get uh, appropriate proportionate representation of all the different demographic groups as well as by geography, so we ensure that the final sample of fifteen hundred adult Canadians that we 've spoken to um, accurately re- represent the you know uh, Canadians in terms of gender, age, and where they live uh,
1: what differences if any, did you find among the generations i mean we here we focus on zoomers, which is over forty five and obviously that encompasses different age groups uh, versus millennials, a lot of millennials having a tough time getting into the job market. What what differences did you find there?
2: We actually didn't see. Uh, it's quite notable for the lack of difference. We didn't see a lot of difference based on age. Uh, where we saw some of the biggest differences were by uh, province, but also by income. So we did see that those, not surprisingly, those who were in sort of the 100,000 Dollar household income bracket, um, they tended to be more positive, more uh, optimistic than those who were in the lower imp- income brackets, such as below fifty thousand or between fifty to one hundred.
1: Okay, well that that's not a surprise. The fact that there's no difference among the demographics, I find that interesting. Um, let's take a call from Anne in Toronto. Hi, Anne.
3: Uh, yes. Good afternoon. I. I'm uh, not too sure I know exactly what your guest is talking about in terms of outlook for seniors and their financial picture for seniors. Uh, Seniors on fixed income, uh, their CPP and a pension increase were around 1%. When the bills arrive for this year, they're going up 4, 5, 6, 7%. Uh, And this has been going on for several years. So it's very hard for uh, seniors to be optimistic about the future in terms of the income that comes into their household and the income that they must spend just on the basics.
1: Have you found it difficult, Anne?
3: Of course it's difficult. If you get an increase of around 1% year after year in your pension and the household incomes for house insurance just came in it was about four or five percent increase Uh, all the other bills hydro all these basic basic bills are going up way over one percent and the income which you earn on any of your investments are around one percent so what's coming in in terms of the money you have to use for everyday expenses and the money you must, and I underline must, uh, pay are huge. It's very hard to be optimistic about your financial future and whether as you grow older and perhaps become more feeble, you'll be able to afford the greater medical care that you will need.
1: So, you're worried, is that what I'm? Of
3: course, we're worried. you're out of touch, and the radio worries. Come on out into reality. You get a guest on your program that's talking about who knows
1: what well he's talking he's done he's done a survey, and uh he's talking about the results of it and oh, uh
3: I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt, but those surveys aren't worth a hill of beans. <laughs> Come into the real world
1: okay, okay, and we wish you the best. Thanks. Well, um, I guess uh, Anne would have been in the the portion of the survey that was not optimistic, but... uh, Yep. um,
2: And actually, what Anne says speaks to another finding, where we actually asked people to think about, you know, look at 2017 and what do you expect? Do you expect that you'll be able to keep pace with the cost of living, or do you think you'll fall behind, or will you do even better than keeping pace? And we saw that 50% of Canadians said they would keep pace, but 33 percent, so a third of Canadians, expected to fall behind on the cost of living in this, in this next year, over the next 12 months.
1: And yes, and Anne and brought up some very important issues that we have tried, exactly. been trying to advocate for, like the cost of hydro, which is crazy where people have to make a choice between heating their homes and eating uh, and um, I'm surprised that you didn't find any impact of that in the in the numbers that you had in Ontario.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it's true, and the numbers weren't that different in Ontario overall. And I think maybe it's because we were sort of taking a, making people take a step back and sort of look at your financial situation writ large. Uh, but if we started uh, drilling down, as we have in other surveys, sort of to say, yeah, where are the the pain points for you on a monthly basis when you have to pay the bills, that's where we see things like hydro prices or rising food prices or rising gas prices and things like that. Those, those definitely come out loud and clear.
1: Absolutely. And uh, another thing that our caller mentioned is, uh, you know, low interest rates, people who are trying to put their money in so-called safe investments, they're not earning anything on it.
2: True. And and it's a big change from roughly 10 years ago, right? So 10 years ago, people were more optimistic about what they could expect from their investments once they hit retirement. Whereas now, I, I would, you know, people are not uh, expecting much from their investments, certainly not like they did 10 years ago.
1: Okay. And um, is there anything that government should learn from insights like this?
2: Well, I think uh, there's, there's learnings from this. And that is, in particular, that you have half the population saying that they're just, you know, they're holding their own, uh, but they're not. that says that they're not saving a lot. They're not going to debt, but, you know, they're not saving a lot. And then you have the rest who are sort of split, roughly getting ahead or losing ground. And those sort of numbers hold for their expectations for the next year. Um, that tells us that, you know, it's, it's a very fine point that uh, half of the population is living on where if things go up, if if some of these necessities, if the cost of these necessities go up uh, to a significant degree, that you're going to start losing people to the losing ground portion. And, Uh and, and, you know, everybody's sort of walking a very fine line.
1: Okay. And uh, is that something that government has to deal with? Was there anything about uh, who really um, has to deal with this?
2: No, we didn't ask anybody for who they're looking to for solutions or anything like that. We just sort of wanted to get a feel for where everybody is sitting right now.
1: Uh-huh. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough out there still, despite the fact that we have not been in a technical recession for a very long time. Um, let's take a call from Don in Union. Hi, Don. Hello? Are you there, Don? Yes.
0: Hi Libby, how are you?
1: Fine, you're on the air and we're listening.
0: What I want to know is this inflation right now is about one percent. Right? Right. What's the, what are these people doing getting two and three and five and ten percent raises? Where does that come from? I think raises should be in line with inflation.
1: Well, I, I don't know the exact number. Uh, you know, uh, we can look that up. I'm, I think it's probably a little more than 1%. Well,
0: whatever. Inflation is very low right now.
1: Right. But and,
0: people's wages continue to go up.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say people's wages are going up very much if they get a 2% raise. And usually the inflation number strips out electricity, and that's going up.
0: Well, 2% is twice what inflation is.
1: Um, okay, I, I mean, I, I have to look up the exact inflation rate. I think it's over 1%. Well, it
0: doesn't matter. The yeah. fact is people should peg their wages to inflation.
4: That's oh. it. No more.
1: Okay. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Okay, one last one. Dave in Brampton. Hi, Dave. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? Oh, not too bad. Uh, the rate of inflation, I
4: think, is 1.54%. okay. Uh, I keep very good track of what we get from the government. Uh, my wife and I, uh, from January of 2016 to January of 2017, we got raises that equal $468. That's between the two of us on four pensions.
1: Yeah, and uh, what is that percentage-wise? Sorry? What is that percentage-wise? Uh,
4: 1.545 percent Your raises? Yeah. And my cost on taxes alone on my house went up at least 50% of that.
1: Well, taxes, uh, I don't know, you're in Brampton, so...
4: Oh, yeah, we pay uh, enough.
1: (laughs) Enough. Everybody pays enough. Anyway,
4: my costs are actually probably double what we got.
1: In terms of an increase, yeah. Yes. So you're not keeping pace. Uh, Dave just no, gave we are going behind. You're going behind and Dave just gave me the accurate inflation rate was 1.7 at oh, okay, the end well. of uh, let 2016. Me put it
4: this way. When the government gives you a raise, uh what they gave us was 1.54. Yep. Now, I don't they say inflation's 1.7. I don't know where they get their inflation rate. I can't understand it because I know my costs, and I'm sure everybody else's costs gone up a lot more than that.
1: Okay, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for sharing that with us, Dave. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, uh, we only have uh, less than a minute left. Craig, what would you like to leave us with?
2: You know, I... Do think that you know, although we have a negative outlook on the on the economy, I think there are some positives coming out of this this study this year, which is great because last year the the findings were so negative. Um, and that is, we have significantly fewer people who have a negative perspective on the economy, and we still have Canadians increasingly so having a positive outlook on their own personal financial situation. So, you know. Nine years later, uh, after some negative polling since the, the Great Recession, uh, we, you know, we have some stabilizing of, of people's emotions and perspectives on their economy and on their personal financial situation, which is uh,
1: heartening. Okay. Thanks very much for that. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, heartening, but a lot of Zoomers on fixed incomes are struggling, and we have to be mindful of that, and we have to do something about that.